Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 198 of Weekly Poker Hand. That's a lot of episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me throughout all of them. Today we are playing somewhat shallow stacked, about 40 big blinds deep. That may sound really deep to some people, but it's not actually that deep. Um, we're playing 600, 1200 with a 40, well, about a 50,000 effective stack. The player under the gun, seven-handed, raises to 2,500, and I have seven six of spades and the cutoff. Now, you can go either way with this hand. Given we are about 40 big blinds deep, I think we could either 3-bet or call. Folding is probably fine, too, if we think our opponent's particularly tight. As our opponent becomes worse, like really bad, I'm going to be more inclined to call. And as he becomes better, I'm going to be more inclined to 3-bet. So typically the skill level of my opponent is what dictates what I do in this spot. Also, if I think the players yet to act are going to mostly call or fold, I'm going to be more inclined to call. If I call and I think they're going to squeeze a lot, you know, 3-bet a lot, I'm going to be much more inclined to 3-bet so that I don't get squeezed. Um, anyway, this time I call. The player on the button, who I don't know anything about, elects to re-raise to 8,500, so 6,000 more. Folds back around to the initial raiser who folds, and now... I'm in a pretty crappy spot. I have to put in 6,000 to win a pot that's going to go to about 22,000, 21,000. So six to win 21 is pretty great pot odds, about 3.5 to one. I am out of position. I am starting to get somewhat shallow stacked. We don't have a great hand. <laughs> this is one of these spots where sometimes I get a little bit splashy. Again, especially if I think my opponent's particularly bad. But in general, I think this is probably just a fold, but uh, I'm, I'm really a sucker for pre-flop pot odds. So, I do decide to call. Pot does go up to 23,000. And we get a great flop. It comes 4-3-2, two diamonds, one spade. So I have over cards, gut shot, backdoor flush draw. All of these are horrible, but probably enough to get me to stick around. So I check, and the opponent bets 6,400 into the 23,000 pot. This is a very, very tiny bet, and not something you see too often, but I don't really mind it. This is a spot where if you think about his range, it should be a lot of over pairs, ace highs, which have a gut shot and over cards, right? So another pretty good draw, 10 outs versus you know pocket sevens, and also some random unpaired hands. So I like this bet a lot by my opponent. It puts me in a pretty crappy spot where if I call, he can keep blasting me on the turn and the river. Um, I, I mean, check raising all in is certainly viable given the pot's already huge, but it, I am check raising for quite a decent amount. Um, if I do check raise all in. So I like this spot for my opponent. And what do I do? I don't know. I probably call. I do decide to call. Anytime you have any amount of equity getting great pot odds, and here I certainly am getting great pot odds, right? We need to put in six to win 36. I'm probably sticking around with any anything that has any potential whatsoever. And that is what we have here. Turns to seven of clubs. I have a pair, so I got there. Maybe. I'm just going to keep checking. Pot's 36,000. We have about 38,000 remaining. I check. The opponent goes all in. And now I think I have a pretty easy call. It sure feels nasty calling off here, though, because my opponent has very clearly represented a strong range. And against a strong range, how does top pair no kicker do? Well, not so great. The thing is, though, even if he does have you know, aces, I still have, well, counter outs together. We have two sevens, we have three sixes, and we have four fives. So four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have nine outs. Not a lot, 20-something percent equity. 
And 20-something percent equity may not sound like a lot, but that really is worst case scenario. I mean, sure, he could have 6-5 and I could be dead, but he probably doesn't have too many 6-5s. Um, what else could he have? He could have ace-king. Ace if he has ace-king, how much equity do we have? Well, we're just crushing him, right? He's the one who has six outs. So he's drawing really, really thin. He has like, I don't know, 15% equity or so. So that's great. This is one of these spots where we're way ahead or way behind, right? So we just have to figure out how many combinations of aces, kings, queens, jacks, tens, as opposed to ace-king and ace-queen he has in his range. And well, there's 16 combinations of ace-king and ace-queen each. So that is 32. Is that right? Yeah, 32. It's a lot of combinations. And then there are six of aces, kings, queens, jacks, tens. That's about 30. So it's roughly a one-to-one -one ratio, right? So if our opponent plays ace, king, and ace, queen, and aces, two, tens in exactly the same way, I'm 50-50. So if we're 50-50, what should we do? Think about it. We have a really, really easy call. And the reason is because we're getting pot odds. We're getting two to one pot odds. I have to put in 37 to win 37 plus 37 plus 35, right? So I'm putting in 37 to win 110 or so. And that means I need to win about 33% of the time, but I know I'm gonna win roughly 50% of the time. And that's why this is a pretty easy call. Um, obviously you're gonna be against some players who always have aces two tens here, in which case you should fold. Um, sometimes you're gonna be against players who only have ace king here, in which case you should call. But not knowing anything about my opponent, you can't really assume how he's going to play a specific subsection of his potential range. Um, so you just have to try to figure out what the general player pool does. And I think the general player pool in this spot is going to bet with some of their ace-kings like this. So for that reason, I think we have to call. Please don't fold. Okay, good. Call. We were against ace-king. So he had three outs. I'm sorry, six outs. And he drilled it on the river. He got the king of hearts, and I busted. That was from a $5,000 buy-in tournament. It's not really what you want to have happen, but sometimes it happens. So pretty sweet hand. Um, Pre-flop, as you can see, I was probably barely getting the right price to call. Obviously, if anybody had him getting the right price because we're, you know, 30-something percent. Um, on the flop, I definitely think we cannot fold with the gut shot, backdoor flush draw, and overcards. And then on the turn, when we get a pair, we are in. That's fine. So, a bit of an unlucky break, but sometimes you're going to catch unlucky breaks in tournaments. Believe it or not, you are going to get unlucky sometimes, and you're going to get lucky sometimes. That is part of poker. Don't let it bother you. I know some people would go out and ruin their lives after losing a hand like this in a major poker tournament, but you don't need to do that. Instead, just go play the next poker tournament happy and confident and continue playing your best. So that's going to be it for this hand. Thank you all very much for being here today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. And... I will talk to you next week.